and welcome to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Stephanie Johnston, your host and founder of the Journey to Health and Happiness. I'm a former corporate ladder climber turned health coach on a mission to lead women ready to step to the edge of their lives to welcome in more fulfillment, more health, and most importantly, more joy in their midlife. Each week, I'll be bringing you juicy conversations with incredible women who are stepping to the edge of their lives, rebelling against the narrative, and bravely going after what they desire in their work and their lives. I'll also be dropping in here solo to share thoughts and practical tips to encourage you to activate more health, happiness, and joy in your life. If you're ready to step to the edge, if you're desiring more out of this season of life, I invite you to stick around. I'm so glad you're here. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. I'm Steph Johnston, your host, and I'm thrilled that you are here with me today. Happy New Year. If you are listening to this episode in real time, it is just after New Year's. We have thrived through the holidays and are welcoming in a new year. It's 2023, y'all. A new year always feels like a fresh slate to me. 365 days filled with possibility, opportunity, and experiences. Today's episode will kick off a short series of episodes where I'm going to share my feelings about resolutions. <laughs> I'm also going to be sharing about my word of the year ritual and practices that I put in place to support my goals for the upcoming year. So let's dig in. Let's talk about resolutions. The dictionary definition of a resolution is a firm decision to do or not to do something. And that sounds, I mean, I guess that sounds just about right based on my personal experience with resolutions and what I know others do around resolutions, right? Resolutions are typically either picking up something new, maybe a new habit or a new activity, um, setting new goals for work, or it's giving something up, right? It's giving up the snacks or the alcohol or the whatever, right? Like it's always like a giving up sort of thing. So it's either you're picking something up or you're saying, I'm not going to do that thing. Now, as I was researching this episode of the podcast, I came across some really interesting facts. So let me share a few of these with you. Did you know that resolutions date back 4,000 years, all the way back to the Babylonians who set their resolutions actually in mid-March, and it was a celebration of the spring harvest? Did you also know that almost 40% of all adults will set a resolution? That kind of seems low to me. I have to be honest. Like when I read that, I thought 40%, like, I don't know, of my personal friend group, I would think that a larger number of people um, than 40% will set a resolution. But interesting to know that that's the average. What I really thought was interesting is that people over the age of 55 are three times less likely to declare a resolution. Oh, friends, I have so many thoughts on this. That could be a whole other episode, but there is a part of me that has to believe or that does believe that over the age of 55, I mean, I, you know, in the last year turned 50 and I think there is this freedom, I guess is what I'm experiencing turning 50 where resolutions just aren't aren't my jam anymore. And they actually haven't been for a long time. And I'm going to get into that here in a second, but it does not surprise me that 
for the majority of people over the age of 55, they're not setting resolutions. What is also shocking is that 23% of people will quit their resolution in the first week, 36% will quit in the first month, and only 9% of people will keep their resolution throughout the entire year. I mean, we've all seen evidence of this, haven't we? If you belong to a gym or a local studio, you know that in January, the classes are full. It can be a nightmare to find space with everyone working hard to keep their resolution. And by the end of the month, the gym feels back to normal. That is the classic example, I think, of people who go really hard in on a resolution. And by the end of the month, they have just lost their motivation, lost their inspiration, that sort of thing. And I do want to clear, I'm just going to pause here for a second. At the time of this recording, I am battling a bit of a head cold. So (laughs) I don't know how my voice is sounding out there for all of you that are listening, but it definitely sounds very different for me. So if you are wondering about that, or if you're hearing a little bit of sniffling, um, it is just this little bit of a cold that I'm battling. So Anyway, back to our topic on resolutions. Another fun stat, 48% of resolutions include, I want to exercise more. I mean, that doesn't surprise me, right? I think that many resolutions that people will set for the new year are based around health and wellness. And a Swiss study also found that the top three resolutions are typically health related, um, which, you know, that feels in alignment with my past, what I observe when I'm talking with clients or friends, that definitely feels like something that people will set. Women tend to focus more on health-related topics, while men tend to set career-related resolutions. So that's very interesting to me. And did you know that the second Friday of the month is actually called Quitter's Day? The second Friday in January is actually called Quitter's Day. And this is when sources suggest that motivation has dropped and some studies will actually show that up to 80% of people will quit their resolution that day. That's wild. That is a wild statistic. For me, when I think about a resolution, what comes up is rigid rules. Again, that idea of picking something up or giving something up. If you've been following me here for a while on the podcast or over on Instagram, you know I'm not a huge fan of setting resolutions. Don't get me wrong. I love to set goals. I'm a huge fan of setting and celebrating goals. I love a goal that feels stretchy, that leaves you feeling a little nervous or excited, a goal that has you motivated to take action. I support setting goals when they are rooted in a solid why and you have the support you need to take aligned action. That might like that might look like working with a coach or a trainer or setting up an accountability group, but support is so important when we're talking about taking action towards our goals. And people especially women in my experience, love to declare a resolution. There's something around the declaration of setting it out, which I'm also a proponent of declare your goals. But here's the thing with resolutions. Oftentimes when women are setting or declaring a resolution, it sounds like I'm going to lose 20 pounds. I'm going to get in shape. I'm going to change my life. It becomes a laundry list. And as I say those examples out loud, I'm actually struck by the fact that each of them was about changing something we believe is wrong with us. It wasn't about leveling up. 
And that's the sad truth, isn't it? For many of us, when we set resolutions, it's about changing something we don't like about ourselves. That's sad, don't you think? It actually makes me sad. I'm a little emotional about that. I wonder why we continue to be so hard on ourselves. What standards are we trying to live up to? I just would love to pause here for a second and acknowledge that, yes, there may be things about ourselves and our lives that we desire to change, to elevate, to level up. But can we also acknowledge that we are awesome? We are living this incredible human experience and we get to level up and make changes if they feel right to us. If it feels aligned for you in setting a new goal, then I am here to cheer you on. Okay. My apologies. That was my soapbox moment, but wow, it feels good to say that. I see too all too often women specifically punishing themselves to achieve some sort of ideal, all the while not realizing how awesome they are and not seeing what others see in them. That is one of the most beautiful things I think about working with a coach is a coach can often be that person for you who will hold a mirror up to you to show you that reflection of yourself, the beauty, the strength, the power that you already have inside of you that maybe you've lost sight of or you've never identified. We fall into the trap of seeing others as perfection. And I'm using air quotes here because perfection is not something that I believe is attainable. We see this on social media. And as a result, we are left feeling less than. Friend, trust me when I tell you, you are everything. You are worthy and you are enough. Okay. My soapbox went on a little bit longer than I anticipated, but here we are. Let's get back to goals. Yes, I support goals. I support anyone who desires to set a goal and take aligned action to achieve it. I will cheer you on. I will coach you if that's what you desire. I will kick your butt if that's what you need. That's how passionately I feel about goals. But unfortunately, what I see all too often is women who set unrealistic resolutions with unrealistic timelines. And when faced with a tough day that inevitably ends up happening, they eat the donut. Then they end up feeling like a failure and they quit on their goal. And worse, they quit on themselves. Resolutions can often end in shame, guilt, and disappointment. I am not here for that. This is where I would like to step in and offer an alternative perspective. What I support is setting goals that, as I have said, are deeply rooted in your why. For many who quit their resolutions, they report that they lost motivation, got too busy, or their priorities shifted. What I hear in that is that their why was not strong enough or deep enough. The goal, or in this case, the resolution they chose was not tied to a why that would motivate them in the long term. Let's look at the example of losing weight. A quick side note, I believe that words have power. And when I'm working with my private clients, one of our first conversations we have is about the power of words. I'll share more about the power of words in an upcoming episode where I share my word of the year practice. But what I want to say for this moment, as we're talking about resolutions, is that 
when somebody says to me, I desire to lose weight, what that implies to me and what I hear is that you may find it one day, right? Think about the act of losing something. When we lose something, oftentimes we are actively looking to find it. And if you are truly looking to shed the pounds and keep them off, let's reframe the story and declare that we desire to release weight. We desire to release weight. Let it go. That can be physical weight. That can be emotional weight, but we are releasing it. Okay. So back to the example, you've now declared that you want to release weight. So my question to you is why, why is this important to you? Ask yourself this question and you can apply this to any resolution you've set or maybe considering setting a possible response may include, I want to look good in my clothes. Fair. I want to look good in my clothes too. So why do you want to look good in your clothes? I want to feel better in my clothes. Okay. So what would feeling better in your clothes do for you? If I felt better in my clothes, I would feel more confident. Great. So what would feeling confident do for you? Hopefully you're starting to see how this line of questioning can help you get to the root of your desire and your why. This is the myth that I see in resolutions. It's not about the goal. It's about the lack of clarity on how you desire to feel. If you are clear on how you most desire to feel, if you have a strong why, a why that will keep you motivated even when times get tough, and believe me, they will. There will be a moment, a day, a week when you get sick, when you are not feeling up to it, you're not able to go to the gym for a few days, and then you're in a place of choice. You've already missed a few days, you could just give up, or you could say to yourself, I've missed a couple of days, and now that I'm feeling better, I'm going to get back at it because I am clear on how I desire to feel, and I know that working out generates that feeling for me. I mean, listen to the difference, friends. Doesn't the second option sound so much more empowered? I think it does. The strength of your why will motivate you to keep moving forward. One other observation I have about resolutions is that they tend to be all in. We set huge expectations for ourselves. Think back to the laundry list I mentioned at the beginning of this episode. I want to lose weight. I want to exercise more. I want to change my life. All in theory, great desires, but when tackled all at once, are they truly sustainable? I would offer no. What I would offer and what I work with my clients on is creating healthy, sustainable habits. Habits are small actions you take every day, most of them actually unconsciously, that when added together can make a huge difference in your health and your lifestyle. Releasing weight learning to manage stress, moving your body consistently, and improving your sleep quality are all critical elements in elevating your quality and experience of life. And my friends, let me be the first to tell you, if you have not heard this, it is not a sprint. It's a marathon. As I think about myself, I am 50 years old, and some of the habits I have built have been with me for many years. They took time to create, and it will take time for them to become part of my unconscious actions. If I am choosing to change them or upgrade them, I deserve to allow myself the time to change them, to show myself some grace. And friend, so do you. So I would encourage you to consider an alternative this year. 
instead of that resolution that has you feeling overwhelmed, that is a, everything needs to change today forever. Why not try adding one new healthy habit to your daily routine? A few of my favorites that I will offer as examples include drink half your body weight in water each day. Now, this is probably one that you've heard many times, but it is incredibly impactful to your physical and your mental health. You can start this by swapping the first cup of coffee in the morning for a glass of water. Look, I'm not saying you can't have the coffee. I'm not a monster, but have a glass of water first. This will begin to build a new habit that has a positive impact on your health. To make it easy and simple for yourself, set a glass by the coffee maker before you go to bed. And while you wait for your coffee to brew in the morning, drink up that water. Simple, no stress, no pressure, one glass of water. That will over time lead to a second glass of water and a third glass of water. And before you know it, you will be drinking half your body weight in ounces of water. No stress, no overwhelm. Really simple, really sustainable, healthy habits. Another option that I would offer is move your body for 30 minutes each day. Oftentimes with resolutions, people will declare that they're going to work out and they start going to the gym and they go hard. And I'm all about strength training friends, lift weights, especially women. It is important for our body. But if you are just starting out in your health journey, if you are just looking to move, um, and just add movement into your lifestyle, I encourage you to start off where you can build a sustainable habit. And this is really about moving your body for 30 minutes each day. This can look like going for a walk after dinner, ask your partner or a friend to join you. Accountability is such a beautiful part of this experience. If you don't live near a friend, call them and catch up while you walk together. Fresh air, connection, movement. And on that day when it's snowing or raining and you don't feel like going outside, dance in your kitchen. Turn up the tunes and have some fun. Move your body in a way that feels good to you. Allow yourself the opportunity to play and explore and try new things. And I promise you, if you follow along this idea of adding in one simple healthy habit, building it up over time, you will get to the point where you can stack a new habit onto it. And habit stacking is one of my favorite things to work with my clients on. And if you're interested in more information on that, head over to Instagram, come over, let's chat. I'd love to have a conversation about it, but allow yourself the time to build this new habit you choose. Allow the time for it to become part of who you are. You just become that woman who drinks a lot of water. You become the woman who walks and moves her body every day. You become the woman that you are desiring to be. This practice is sustainable. It's empowering and it will lead you to experience a sustainable change in your life. Seriously, friends, if you are interested in talking more about habit change, I love this conversation. At the end of the episode, head over to Instagram, send me a DM, or you can check out my website for more ways of working with me. So there you have it, friends. Resolutions. In theory, the desire to make changes and upgrade our lives is a great one. For me, the difference maker is how you go about making those changes so they stick. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Maybe you're feeling a little triggered because you've set a resolution and now you're questioning that choice. That's okay. Allow yourself the space to choose. Get clear on why you set that resolution in the first place. Ask yourself, if is, is it sustainable? Is it serving you? Is there something you can do today that would move you in the direction of your goal? Do you feel inspired and aligned with the action you're taking? If you do, that's amazing. Know that I am here and I am cheering you on. If you don't, it's okay to change your mind. Give yourself permission to do what feels right for you. Friend, thank you for being here with me today. If this episode resonated with you, if you learned something or if you are inspired to take action, I would ask that you share this episode with someone you know who might also be served by it. Let's create a ripple effect. Together, we can change the world and our experience of it. I invite you to listen in next week when I share my practice of choosing a word of the year and how that one word guides my choices for the entire year. Until next time, friends, I want to encourage you, as always, to take one small step in the direction of your dreams today. Until next time, I'm sending much love. Thanks for listening to the Stepping to the Edge podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and it would truly mean the world to me if you would pause for just a second, give me a five-star rating and review, then be sure to share this episode with a woman you know will be inspired to step to the edge of her life after hearing this message. That's how we get this message out to more women around the world. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, hit me up on Instagram at Stepping to the Edge. Or check out my website at www.steppingtotheedge.com to discover all the ways we can work together. Thank you for being part of this mission. And until next time, I encourage you to go out there and bravely step to the edge of your life and do something for yourself today that will bring you more joy, more health, and more fulfillment.